Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. It's 9 a.m. out here where I'm at, boxing fans. I am doing this recording on Saturday morning because I'm dealing with stupidity in my personal situation. Just real quick on what that is, because I did commit that I'm going to give a little bit of personal for the Combat Talk Radio side. I do it on Crypto Talk Radio. I do it on Casual Talk, but I've not done it on Combat Talk. That's going to change. Just real quick. So I've got a couple of car issues I'm trying to get out of Nevada because Nevada sucks. And I've got some car issues that are holding me back. I bought a different car that has the features I want. And it's got what looks like a either the battery is degraded at its normal or something else is wrong. And I'm not sure yet. I've got that escalated, but I want to get it figured out either way before I'm comfortable putting it on the road. It drives fine, but it just came a check engine light that came back to the battery. So the uh, hybrid battery. So I got to figure that out. And then I still have the other car and I just got the paperwork to fix the issue with getting that registered. So once I get all the car situation sorted, then I'll decide whether I'm going to sell the other car or just keep it as my backup in case something goes wrong with the second one that I got. So I own two cars and I'm just one guy and I know that's stupid, but it is what it is. That's what's going on in my world. Meanwhile, I got my two endeavors paying me. So I get thousands in the bank every week. So I'm not money strapped or anything. It's just, I have to pay rent. I had to pay rent here, plus in my new place, I'm still paying rent. I mean, I paid two months rent there, can't move in. Hopefully, I can get out of here in March because the uh, tag's going to expire here soon on the other car. So my primary objective is to get the heck out of here, and that's affecting podcast recordings until I can get it solved. I can record, but I'm a little bit delayed on combat talk just because I'm doing stuff on Fridays. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get in our weekend of boxing. We've got a couple of main uh, roster stuff happening the big one, of course, is uh, arguably, I should say, the big one is Brandon Figueroa and Mark Masayo. That's happening this evening. That's going to be, if you're in the UK, that's going to be on Fight TV. If you're in the US, it's going to be on Showtime. I'm pretty sure it's pay-per-view. They say that it's on the Paramount Plus app. I don't know why, but whatever. These two guys deserve a bigger platform. They don't deserve to be stuck on this garbage like they're doing. And I understand it's hard to get the you know, the networks to come out of pocket, but these two deserve a bigger platform. These, this is going to be a really good fight for however long it lasts. Now, the story is that Masayo came in a little bit overweight. He was able to come back and make weight, but neither guy looked that good after the fact um, on the scales when they were doing the weigh-ins and the face-offs. They didn't look that good. It seemed like they were both struggling to make weight. I argue Masayo probably looked the worst of the two. Between the two of them, you got two young guys, both have a single loss, but they're both still in their prime. Let's be honest here. You've got arguably boxers here. You've got some stylistically good boxers. They're, they're guys that are going to go out there and impress you in skill. They're not going to go and try for a knockout, but if it's there, it's there. I'm going to give the experience lean ever slightly to Brandon Figueroa. Now, that's not in terms of duration or number of rounds or any of this. Simply the types of fights that Brandon Figueroa has gone through, I give the slight, and I'm, I'm stressing slight lean to Figueroa. Most of the bookies feel like Masayo is going to get it. I'm not, I'm not as confident. Um, should he? I'm still not confident. Like I, I rate both guys highly. To me, I think Brandon Figueroa is stylistically, just from skill, stylistically superior. I think where he might fall short is if he goes to war. I think if 
Masayo is willing to get him to go to war. I think it favors Masayo, and I suspect that's the strategy, but I'm not sure. It's it's a pick'em fight to me. I, I don't see this as the wash that some other people do. I see it as a pick'em fight. Certainly worth watching. I don't like this Paramount Plus garbage, but I think that was worth your time. On the undercard of that one, the return to Jarrett Hurd after so long, he's fighting Jose Armando Rencinis. So this one, I don't know anything about uh, Rencinis. I don't know too much about him. I know he's a young guy, but I don't know too much about him. I've not seen him fight uh, hardly at all. I do know Jared Hurd. Jared Hurd is one of those warriors, but he's been on somewhat of a decline ever since the first loss he took. And he's trying to claw back up to see if he can get um, some motion done at 160. Now, of course, 160 is currently held by uh, Jamal Charlo. And Jamal Charlo, he don't want to fight anybody. And for those that don't know why Jamal Charlo's not fighting, he actually did an interview and he said, basically, if you're under 25, He's not going to fight you because, quote, I could raise your ass. So he's not going to fight young guys. He's not going to fight young, hungry lions. And then he also said that he's not going to fight anybody who is who has not got the COVID vaccination because he doesn't want to get sick. This is a quote. You can go check the article. He said, if you're too young or you don't have a vaccination, he's not going to fight you. That's why he hasn't been fighting because there are some fighters who have refused to get the vaccination. There's some fighters who are you know, under 25 that are called him out. And so most of the people that want to fight Jamal are under 25. Everybody else that's over is already superior to Jamal. There's no value in fighting him other than the name value. So Jared Hurt stepped up and said, I'd love to fight Jamal Charlo if I get that chance. He's got to get past Rescindy's. I don't, I don't think he'll have a problem with it. Hurt has significantly more experience. Hurt is a significantly tougher fighter, but Hurt is coming off a split decision loss. So we have to wait and see how this one goes. My guess is it might actually be a boring fight. Um, Resendiz, to me, strikes me as somebody who might, I don't want to say stink up the joint, but it seems like he might be one where he might make it worse of a fight than it should. Hurd is going to try to get the guy out, and I suspect that Resendiz won't make it easy for him. I could get that wrong, but from my eyes, it seems like Resendiz is not going to make it a, a fun fight, I guess I should say. We also said Amakar Vidal. He's fighting Elijah Lorenzo Garcia. This is at the Toyota Arena in Ontario, I believe it is. Ten rounds of middleweight. Both guys are undefeated. This is going to be an exciting fight uh, as long as it lasts. These are two explosive guys, two young guys, two tall guys, two rangy guys. Uh, Garcia is a southpaw that's going to play into factor. And then I don't want to say equal in experience. They're not equal. Um, Vidal certainly has experience greater, but I think Garcia, his path up, gave him some really good experience in terms of the types of fights he had that nullifies the fact that he's got less rounds, if that makes sense, from my perspective. That said, I'm going to give the lean to Vidal this time just because I think Vidal, he's just more battle-tested. This is from my what I see of the guy. He feels more battle-tested. He feels like he's able to deal with fire better, just slightly better than Garcia. I could get that wrong, so don't hold me to nothing. I'm some of these pick, some of these are pickups in my eyes. The last one I'll talk about here in its undercard, uh, the return of Luis Ritson. He's fighting O'Haria Davies. That's in Newcastle. In the Newcastle Arena, um, 12 rounds of super lightweight. I like Luis Ritson. I've followed a couple of his fights. I've heard of Davies, but I've not followed his fights. My gut tells me in this fight that it's going to be roughly even. Um, I don't want to say pick them. I'm saying even in terms of the styles and skills and everything else. Um, I don't think you pick them because just looking on the books and history of both guys and styles and presence and everything else, 
I'm leaning towards Davies um, only because Davies feels like he's going to be the hungrier fighter. What happens is he was out for a while and then he's now coming back and he was trying to get a title, get back in the title picture and that wasn't going to work. So then Ritson came up on the radar as an opportunity. Ritson is a good fighter. I'm not dismissing Ritson. I just feel it's a feeling. It's a gut instinct. It's nothing fundamental about it. Just a gut instinct that Ohio, that Davies has a good chance of upsetting Lewis Ritson and getting the W on this one. And I would celebrate either for getting the win. So it's I don't really have a skin in that game, personally, one way or the other. And then undercard, Thomas Patrick Ward fighting Otabek Kolmatov. Same arena, same event, 12 rounds at featherweight action. This is on Fight TV as well for both U.S. and the U.K. if you want to check this one out. Both guys are undefeated. Ward has a draw. It was actually a technical. And Ward has significantly more experience. Ward is slightly older but still in his prime. Ward feels like a odds-on favorite, feels like he should just completely wash it. The one thing that holds it back is that Ward, it's not that he doesn't have power. He doesn't go for knockouts. He doesn't try, from my eyes, he doesn't try to go for knockouts. He's like a Billy Joe Saunders, you know, at the lower weight classes. That's what I see of him. He doesn't try to get you out of there. Whereas Komatov is going to try to get you out of there, and that's pretty much all he does. He tries, he actively works to get you out of there. He's only failed to get them out of there one time. So now, of course, who he's fought is in question. That's a different conversation. I'm saying that you're, from a Styles matchup perspective, Ward should easily deal with the dude just by outboxing him smart. But Komatov cannot be dismissed because he's going to actively try to get the guy out of there, and Ward can make a mistake and get caught with something. If Ward gets caught, I think I think Komatov can pull the W. I'm still going to put my hat in on Ward because I feel like Ward is just that much better as a boxer to where he'll be able to avoid those bombs and, and be able to survive. And then just experience. I think experience, he's going to be, ring IQ should be superior for Ward unless there's something I'm missing on that one. That's our weekend of boxing here. Uh, we got some good fights. I won't say great fights, but we got some good fights on deck. So keep tuned. Um, we, we came off some other fights that were better fights than these. And I think we're kind of cooling off just ever slightly. And then I think we're going to ramp back up roughly in about April. So the remainder of March isn't going to look too exciting. I mean, we got a couple of things happening um, in the later part of March, but I wouldn't call them like a major, major things like um, Tim Zhu. He's going to be making his return. Um, I think next week, I believe. Uh, Tony Harrison, I believe he's making his return. Uh, same. Gabe Rosado's making his return. It'd be good to see him back. Zerto Ramirez makes his return after his L that he took to Baval. So we get to see where he is. Marcito Gesta, Jojo Diaz. So we got a lot of good people coming, making a comeback throughout the month of March. But none of them are really that upper level, you know, must see, you know, bring the house down type fights. But they are all good fights with good fighters. We're starting to hit this era now where fights are now between good fighters. And, you know, when you see guys like Josh Taylor duck Jack Catterall and Crawford ducks Errol Spence and you see Jamal Charlo refusing to fight anybody young or doesn't have a vax you know you do have you're starting to expose certain of these fighters that it's obvious they didn't want to be in boxing they just want to make the money and money is starting to be harder to come by in closing I'm just going to give a shout out quick shout out to Rough and Rowdy if you don't know about Rough and Rowdy and they are not paying me I'm shouting them out because I thought it was cool Rough and Rowdy is like this, it's like an outlaw mud show type thing where you got 
random people that just fight. So like Adam Pacman Jones, the old football player, he was on there fighting just recently. The other ring car girls up there swinging on each other. It's and it's entertaining. It's entertaining. The, they actually show ring car goes between rounds with the bikinis. They're twerking. They're doing whatever. They, they encourage this. They encourage the fun of it, right? So do check out Rough and Rowdy if you like the entertainment aspect of the fight game. I'm not. You're not going to see masterclasses and skillful boxers and none of that. You're not going to see any of it. It's just for the fun. It's the fun of it to laugh at it or just be entertained. You know, if you're you're tired of being serious all the time. You just want to be entertained and get a good laugh. Check out Rough and Rowdy. I do recommend it. I was considering actually covering some of their events in addition to regular combat talk stuff. I'm still chewing that out. They're paying for these at 30, 30 bucks each. So I'm going to consider maybe because that's certainly better than paying, you know, $80 to watch freaking Jake Paul up on there. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering. For Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments. And we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it. And I will see you guys next week.